Welcome to episode 90 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Saturday's episode, people, but it is Monday. Monday, the 16th of March, 2000, 2020. And um, uh, it is uh, 10.35 in the evening. It's super late. I'm sorry about this, people. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world, as I'm sure you're aware. I am deep down in the bowels of Briggs Towers right now, in Briggs Bunker, um, all holed up here, um, stockpiling food and stockpiling everything like everybody else in the world, people. We're all doing it. Stop being, uh, stop being cynical, people, or sanctimonious about it. Hey, man. Everybody's stuck piling food. Why can't we all just calm down a little bit? That's the new one, isn't it? That's the new one on Facebook that's going round. Um, that pe- that sanctimonious people are uh, throwing out there now to judge other people who are stockpiling food and goods and toilet paper. I know I said a little bit about it on the last podcast, people. But my uh, opinion has changed because my hypocrisy has uh, got in the way of this a little bit and uh, I am stockpiling food like a fucking squirrel on acid. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, in the bowels of Briggs Towers here, we've got everything. Everything to survive. Um, like at least two weeks anyway, I think. Um, yeah, people going around saying, hey, I was just going for my regular shop on a Sunday and everybody had taken all the canned fruit that I usually buy. Who buys canned fruit usually? That is a last resort, isn't it? I bought Mr. Kipling's Bramley apple pies today. They're the last thing I thought to myself. As I picked them up, I thought these are the last things I'm going to eat. And I just had a visual image of myself just tucking into the last half of a Bramley apple pie just while I'm looking up at the noose that I've pre-tied for me to have after that, just crying and whimpering. Oh, this pie is going to be the last pie I eat ever. And then just fucking hanging myself afterwards when there's no food left. So uh, that's the way I'm going to go out, people. That's it. Mr. Kipling Bramley apple pie. <laughs> and a fucking rope around my neck. Ah, oh dear. I don't know. I don't know. Everything's closing now. Uh, the pubs are closing. The theatres are closing. Work uh, gigs are drying up left, right and centre. People, think of us in the arts, people. You out there, you know. Think of us in the arts. No... Cash coming in. Uh, There we go. There we go. Anyway, uh, I quite like it. You know what I mean? I ain't going to lie to you, people. I know this isn't a popular... This is not a popular um, idea or thought that I'm having now. But I quite like it. It shows, like, people want to fucking survive. There's still a bit of human spirit out there. If you're willing to fight over toilet paper or whatever, you know, you've got a bit of fucking fire in your belly. All these people complaining about fucking mundane shit usually. Oh, man. 
fucking I don't know how to interact with people in a public situation. Yeah, well, now you don't have to, do you? Those skills are paying off, baby. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It shows there's a human spirit out there. You know, we are selfish fuckers. But, you know, we've all got flaws. These people levitating above everybody else, you know, with their fucking high moral high ground that they seem to have constructed for themselves, which hasn't got any fucking food on the top of it. Come on, we're all doing it, aren't we? We're all buying shit that we don't really want to fucking eat. But, you know, it's a worst-case scenario, isn't it? This is worst-case scenario um, surplus uh, supplies that we're um, trying to uh, gather around us now, like some sort of fucking, I don't know, we're like ants at the minute, aren't we? Just (laughs) gathering anything that we can find uh, that will sustain us until this is all over. We're all doing it, people, aren't we? And if you're not doing it, you're a fucking idiot. Because everybody else is doing it. And they're going to take all the food. This is why human beings are the most dominant species on this planet. We didn't just stand back, did we? And just allow other species to uh, dominate and take all of the food. This is this is what's ingrained in our DNA, people, to survive, to, um, you know, think of ways how we can plan for the future and not just live for today, you know. Jesus, you know, we, you know, thousands of years ago, we weren't there going, ah, Neanderthal man, you, you fucking have the mammoth. You kill the mammoth, I'll just start. I'll get the next one. You go for it. Oh, no, it's all right. I'm a little bit hungry. Yeah, I'm a little bit. No, no, you go. You feed your family. We were straight in there, weren't we? We'd kill the mammoth and then kill the guy in front of his fucking wife and kids. That's what we were like. This is ingrained in our DNA to survive people. And I don't know what people thought would happen. You know, there's a scare... There's a scary situation. You know, people are freaked out by it. You know, it could be wiping us out. We could have to be hauled up in our homes for like two, three weeks. You know, do you think everybody's just, ah, no, it's fine. You know, I've got that paperwork to do at work. That's more important than this. You know, I've got all that photocopying to do. (laughs) Nobody gives a shit about those things. Most people... Just work to pay the fucking bills, to fill their bellies and then get buy shit they don't necessarily need anymore. I don't know. You know, it's a scary situation. It's the fight or flight, isn't it? That's what um that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? You either you know, you get in there amongst everybody else, get your elbows fucking bruised a little bit, popping people out the way. Don't you? I don't know. My my theory on this has completely changed over the weekend. After walking into the supermarket today and seeing the shelves empty, I was like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a few fucking more bits in. Get them Bramley apple pies out. Bit of, bit of uh, vitamin C in there, yeah? In amongst all that sugar and fucking dry pastry. Ah, oh, that's going to be a delicious final meal for me. That last half of Bramley Apple Pie. 
<laughs> Slightly soaked with the saltiness of my own tears as I'm just like, ah, as it's just masticating in my mouth. Ah, I can taste it now, people. That last meal. Like a fucking death row inmate, all of us, right now. <laughs> we're all looking at our stock thinking, well, I'm going to leave that till last. That's what we're going to do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, people. It is. It's, I honestly don't know. This, you know, this holier-than-thou attitude that people have got about other people. You know, you'd be there. People taking photos of, like, empty shelves and shit. Well, you should have got there. You're there right now. Looking at these people, judging people. See how much sustenance and nourishment that judgment gives you when you're out of food. I don't know. I don't know, people. That's uh, We've started with a rant there, people. Anyway, it's not going to be a popular rant. I understand that. It's not going to be a popular decision, but this is why human beings are still here now. You know, this is why we have evolved to have this fucking disease. Wipe us all out. I don't know. Let's have a bit of tea. Not much tea on the shelves either. Getting a bit worried, people. You know, got to keep going with the old tea, haven't we? (laughs) People are going to be fucking selling tea bags on street corners. You want a tea bag? Just a fucking cup of tea. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, but I I honestly don't know what people thought would happen. You know, of course people are going to panic. We're fucking animals. You know, when it comes down to it, we want ourselves to survive and our family to survive. You know, if you've got kids or something like that, hey, man, I'd do anything for my kids. Well, this is the time to prove it, isn't it? Are you willing to elbow an old granny? in the face just to get some fucking fresh Cox's apples. I don't know. Are you willing to do that? This is what it could come down to, people. You know, just see that bobble hat go spinning off into a fucking aisle. (laughs) As she hits the deck and you just, you know, step over her body and lift up those Coxes like a fucking hero. Somebody winning a fucking Formula One Grand Prix. There you go. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know. What, you know, that's what, that's what, you've got to expect that sort of thing, haven't you? We are mere animals, people. If you put a tiger into, of course, people are going to be afraid. If you put a tiger into an enclosure with a load of deer, the deer are going to fucking panic and scatter. And we're no different from that, are we? Because, they, you know, the deer aren't standing there going, oh, Hi, Mr. Tiger, how you doing? Hey, there's some pretty stripes. Hey, get off. Get off my throat. He's on my throat. He's, of course. You know, they're going to panic. You know, you put you put a fucking, you fire a gun at a fucking tiger, it's going to fucking panic. Anything, isn't it? You know, we're just showing our limitations as a species, people. But there's something about it that shows there's a still out there. There's a drive to survive. And I think that should be applauded, applauded rather than the usual people. go. Of course, there's the people get trying to get fucking sympathy for it. Self-isolating because they're fucking, I don't know, prick their finger, something totally unrelated to it. You know, they had asthma as a child, but haven't had it for about 30 years. And now they're fucking self-isolating just in case, because I'm a fucking high risk. Just let it sweep through the population. If you're relatively healthy, 
I think you'll be all right. I have no medical training to back this up, by the way, people. None whatsoever. But, you know, you're going to get a bit of a chesty cough. You're going to feel like shit for about a week or so. As long as you don't, you know, pass it on to grandma, unless you want an inheritance. In which case, start dropping off them food parcels, baby. I don't know, man. I don't know. It looks like the over-70s are going to be kept in their houses, aren't they? We'll go around to visit them like fucking museum pieces, aren't we? Behind glass, just looking at them. This is what the over-70s look like. (laughs) It's like fucking Coogan's Run. That's what it's turned into. Uh, I don't know, man. Where the old people just fucking mysteriously disappear. (laughs) Oh, fuck me. I don't know, man. We ought to uh, we ought to celebrate the fact that people are out there actually having a bit of a thirst for life. All those fucking inconsequential little worries that we have have been put into the back of their head, aren't they? And we can just focus on one thing. That's the good thing about it. All those little fucking posts about, oh, I had a car accident. And uh, somebody dented my bumper a little bit, and now I've got a sore neck. Oh, all that fucking shit goes out the window, doesn't it? And now we've got something definite to focus our anxieties and our fucking uh, stresses over. I don't know. I don't know, people. Um, I don't know. It's um, I have squirreled shit away. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I've got rice, I've got pasta, I've got fucking, you know, frozen veg, all that sort of shit, because I don't eat meat, which is one, you know, this is one of the things that started paying off, not drinking milk and getting a taste for fucking soya milk in my tea. Nobody, (laughs) even now, nobody's, there's fucking soya milk oils are fucking full, and they? Soya milk, there's still some crisps. I'm fucking quite happy with that. I even got cream cakes today. Two shoe buns. Wait. Have a little treat for yourself, Ben. I might even, you know, think about, uh, you know, that may even take over from the last meal of the uh, of the uh, uh, Mr. Kipling Bramley apple pies. There we go. We're not sponsored by them, by the way. Uh, just to make perfectly sure, <laughs> this is an independent podcast. Oh, uh, dear. <coughs> Bit of a cough there. Um, I know it sounds sounds bad. You're not going to get anything over the airwaves. It's fine. I imagine that is just some phlegmy fucking... It's hard to know, isn't it? You know, having been a smoker for quite a while, and um, it's hard to know if that's actually um, the onset of lung cancer or coronavirus. Either either. The outcome is probably not going to be great. Um, but we'll see. Um what else have you been up to, Ben? Well, I will tell you, people. I bought The Joker on DVD. Uh, I have watched that again. I fucking love the film. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, I can't get enough of it. Um, it was worrying that I bought the DVD and then started watching it and fell fucking half asleep in it. I've also... This documentary has come out... I believe it was today. I should know this uh, because I have been watching uh, TV nonstop here in uh, Briggs Tower's cellar. Down in the dungeons we are. Drinking tea there, drinking tea. I watched the uh, 
documentary, documentary, uh, documentary, The Animal People. Now, people, if you, this isn't some sort of like weird thing where they dress up and go fucking in woods at night and stuff like that. This is about um, protesters against the vivisection and pharmaceutical and medical fucking trials on animals. It is fucking amazing. I love this documentary um, pretty much. Um, I kind of remember it a little bit. It's all about the Huntingdon Life Sciences um, protests and what they used to do, slapping around monkeys and shit and fucking getting you know, dogs to smoke fucking Benson and Edges. And basically what Hunting and Life Sciences did, they would farm out like um, for contracts and they would test anything you can think of on animals. Lipsticks, cosmetics, drugs, fucking smoking shit. um, I don't know, weed, LSD, fucking they'd test anything on... (laughs) <laughs> that should have been their fucking slogan. We will test anything on fucking animals. Choose us, Huntingdon Life Sciences. But it's about the people who protested against them and the lengths they went to to shut those fuckers down. I mean, some of the stuff on there is fucking horrendous, right? Uh, coming from somebody who doesn't eat meat for um, for those very reasons. I know I have leather trainers. Hey, man, you got leather trainers and shit like that. Yeah, I I have, yeah. I've got a leather jacket. I've got leather trainers. You know, I do my best, right? I don't eat meat because I don't like the fucking idea that animals have suffered. But I quite like wearing their skin on my feet and back. <laughs> ah, that's it. That's uh, that's another bit of hypocrisy there for you. But anyway, I haven't eaten meat like for uh, since I was a kid. So, um, but I think it was pretty much there was a big thing like in the end of the eighties when the body shop came out because that was their whole thing, wasn't it? Hey man, we don't test on animals, and everyone was like, everybody else tests on animals, and then you saw pictures of fucking rabbits and shit with lipstick and mascara on. <laughs> Looking very much like Joaquin Phoenix from The Joker. Um, but uh, And then everybody was like, eh, I'm not sure really uh, they ought to be testing lipstick on fucking rabbits and shit. So, uh, you know. And the rabbits were like, well, I kind of look sexy, but <laughs> I don't want it in my fucking eyes. Man, they're already pink. What are you doing to me? Um, let's have a bit more tea on. So, um, yeah, this is a, this documentary, The Animal People, is all about um, the, the people who protested against that. And basically, um, not just protested against it, they cut off the fucking finance for the company by p- protesting against people like Barclays Bank and uh, Morgan Stanley, any of the financiers and that. And then the company themselves, they started, like, um, hammering the people who fucking worked at the company and um, protesting against them outside their houses and shit, and then the insurance company, so they couldn't, company couldn't, they fucking played it smart. So the company couldn't get insured, and, um, you know, like some of the fucking videos they took of, like, undercover um, people in there and what they were doing to the fucking animals and shit like that, you know, live autopsies is that, you know, cutting a fucking monkey's chest open as it's, like... 
still alive and shit like that. I, you know, picking up puppies, slapping them around a bit. Beagles, they were, they fucking, ah, oh, Jesus. They, they've had it hard, haven't they? They have had it hard. The beagle dog. You know, when they first come around, I bet they were like, hey, man, we're our own breed now. This is fucking excellent. We're the beagle. We're our own breed. We're going to be, you know, we've got our own identity now, man, and stuff like that. We're no longer wolves. We're no longer fucking anything else. We're just beagles. That's what we are. We're beagles. (laughs) And somebody's gone, hey, that's the ideal breed to fucking try shit out on. Um, but fucking hell, yeah, some of the beagles, the fucking beagles are so cute as well, and they look so fucking vulnerable, and uh, it's fucking heartbreaking watching the, um, watching, uh, the documentary, some of the bits and that sort of thing. Ah, let's just, uh, try and get a bit comfortable. The old fucking stitches are still in at the minute, so it's a little bit sore. I was walking around today as well, uh, without the old crutchoirs, so, um... Uh, leaning on a trolley. Uh, but, um, yeah, I digress. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, it's fucking really interesting. And then how, because they were affecting the share price of the company and big business started fucking freaking out that just, like, protesters and that sort of shit could affect the price of shares, um, the government and the FBI cracked down on them and started arresting them and getting them done for fucking terrorism offences. I mean, like, some of it was a bit extreme, but they didn't fucking kill anybody or blow anybody up or anything like that. But there was a few bits that they um, that they did that was a bit extreme, sort of like breaking into people's houses and posting up fucking posters of dead animals and shit. You don't want that when you're coming home from the office. <laughs> Ah, uh, dear. Uh, this is what Daddy does for work. Hey, Daddy, why do you hurt the puppy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it's fucking well worth a watch. Definitely. I thoroughly... Uh, it's really fucking interesting just how they actually used intelligent means to shut down this place. Cutting off their finances, cutting off any any business that was associated with them they would fucking target them as well. So it just created that distance from um, the uh, hunting and life sciences place. And, I mean, what they were doing was horrific shit, Um, you know, to those animals and shit like that. But it's just, you know, I know things have to be tested on, like, drugs and shit, but, like, fucking lipsticks, really, you know. Mascara, really? Talcum powder, you know, all shit like that. Cigarettes. <laughs> I think I think we're aware of what cigarettes do now. You know. Rather than fucking, you know, ch- letting a beagle chain smoke for the fucking rest of its life until it coughs up a lung or its tail fucking falls off. I don't know, people. But uh it's fucking really, really interesting and um uh, it's, it's, it's well worth a watch, definitely. Um, what are we on? Let's have a little look. Let's have a little look. Uh, what are we on? 23 fucking minutes. Should we, uh, should we try and, uh, sorry, that's the last bit of tea. Um, let's, uh, let's try and have a look at what's actually, um, other things have happened in the news. This is the thing with these things as well. You get, you're getting all the psychics come out now as well. 
This is the thing saying, like, they predicted coronavirus. Uh, is when a psychic who claims he predicted the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. He didn't get the name right. You know, like, if somebody says they predicted it and says, look, at the start of 2020, there's going to be a coronavirus called COVID-19 that comes out, and it's going to fucking start in China and then work its way through. On this date, 52 people are going to die. On this date, you know, like, okay, I'll hold my hands up. But it's always fucking vague, isn't it? Hey, man, uh, some people are going to die of a fucking virus or something maybe at some point. Oh, right, okay, yeah, I predicted that. Did you not hear me say that vague fucking... I don't know. Nicholas Ajula uh, from South London. Uh, he's not an, He's not a jeweller. That's his... Uh... <laughs> uh, that's his surname. Uh, says he first had visions of influenza disaster around the world in 2018. He had visions of this, didn't decide to... He believes coronavirus, which has claimed the lives of thousands of people, including several in the UK, it's up to about 50 now, I think, could be at the start of the end of the world. But he doesn't believe it will be in his lifetime. Well, you know, it won't be if he fucking dies of it. Speaking, uh, these visions came in late 2018. I remember being aware of a virus-like outbreak that would affect the world. I was aware that it came from livestock animals and saw the words influenza came came to mind as clear as day at the time. It's not an influenza, though, is it, you fucking retard? Uh, These words have always stuck with me, and it's not a word in my usual everyday vocabulary. (laughs) But it is now. Months later in March, I also again saw this unfold in a dream that left me feeling uneasy upon waking up. I've had dreams like that too, buddy. Um, I have fucking waking moments like that as well, where I do, ah, fucking hell. you just like, I can't believe that fucking happened. Uh, so when the coronavirus virus started affecting those in China in late 2019, that's when it all came flooding back. Uh, this has just come out today, by the way. On the, he looks like a fucking absolute bell end. He looks like a fucking Instagram fucking model. Uh, it's only when you uh, you're seeing it all happen around you, you realise the impact. Fuck off! This fucking geezer's full of shit, mate. And he's posing in all these fucking posters. He's got fucking red ripped jeans on. Who would you fucking trust? You're not going to trust him, are you? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's an Asian dude as well, so I better calm down just in case anybody says I'm racist. <laughs> hey, man, that's where your prejudice lies. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's move on to positive, something positive, shall we? Is that Should we end the podcast on something positive today? Here we go. Here's a bit of positive coronavirus news. Because this is all that's in the news at the moment. There's no fucking sports Pubs, nobody can get pissed in pubs anymore. Theatres, as I said earlier, closing. Uh, the over-70s locked away like fucking zoo animals. Uh, we just, like, they're going to have a shutter put on their fucking door and we just shovel the food in and then it snaps shut again afterwards. Here we go, bit of positive nudes. A 103-year-old woman has become the oldest person to beat coronavirus. You see, she's out there fucking kicking ass. And fucking licking dick. I don't know what she's doing. Zhang Guangfen, Guangfen, recovered from the disease. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know what her name is. Zhang, let's call her that. Recovered from the disease after receiving treatment for just six days at a hospital in Wuhan, the Chinese city at the centre of the outbreak. She's fucking done it. And it, the, the, centena- the centenarian's a quick recovery uh, was down to her having no underlying health conditions apart from mild chronic bronchitis. <laughs> How can you have mild chronic bronchitis? Surely it's either chronic or mild. I don't know. She was diagnosed at Luan Hospital. Uh, I ain't reading that. Uh, the newspaper published a video showing the woman being escorted out of the hospital uh, in a body bag, <laughs> no, to await an ambulance by a group of medical workers. Who was, she was discharged on Tuesday. Look at that. Look at that. A 100-year-old man with Alzheimer's, hypertension and heart failure also recovered from the virus in Wuhan this week after being treated by military doctors. You see, there's hope out there, people. There's hope out there. You're, you're fine if you're fucking a kid or if you're over 100, you're fucking fine as well. The rest of us are going to be fucked. The disease has infected more than 80,700 people in China, which, being as they've got a billion people in China, that is quite a low proportion and killed more than 3,000. Uh, well, you see, there's people, there's hope for us all. If fucking pensioners, people in their fucking hundreds are fucking surviving this, we can get through it. Squirrel those fucking food supplies away. Lock yourselves in. Listen to podcasts. I don't know. Everybody, fuck knows what the comedy community is um, thinking about doing about this. I know some people are thinking about doing live streaming gigs and shit or like little gigs that they're doing and stuff. That's fucking... The whole thing about stand-up comedy that I love is that it's in front of a live audience and you have that interaction and things you say can be more dangerous. I ain't going to be live streaming like any fucking gigs or anything. Um, There's a YouTube thing that I may kick off earlier than I was expecting to. Um, uh, But I'll let you know about that anyway. Um, but the whole thing about being at a gig, the passion, the fucking risk, um, the, 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 that you're saying, the ideas you're sharing, they might fly, they might not go with it. Some people might get offended by it. That's the fucking buzz of doing it in front of a fucking live audience, not doing it to a fucking webcam and fucking streaming it that way. It just takes all the fucking passion, risk and heart out of it. Doesn't it? You're not getting that, you know, you play off the audience. You see how much you can get away with. I do anyway. I don't know about other acts. But you see that and then you push that and you try and make it work. And that's the whole fucking thing about it. That's why it's so exciting going to see a stand-up comedian. You know, because you've got that risk and that, like fucking, you know, that intimacy as well. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to wait until the gigs uh, fucking uh, come back. Um, a few of my gigs have been cancelled, but like, I think I've still got a few coming up from uh, promoters who don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, people, that is episode 90. Episode 90 now. There is 45 hours 
of the Ben Briggs podcast to binge out there, people. Slightly over that because I sometimes run over that half an hour, like I am now. Um, if you've got any questions or anything, you're feeling lonely, uh, fuck it. if you're feeling lonely, fucking talk to somebody else. Uh, if you've got any questions or anything, you can always... <laughs> How much did I dismiss that? Uh, you can always uh, send us a message or something on podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back with Tuesday's episode tomorrow, people. Tomorrow on Tuesday. I know, but I've got to catch up somewhere, and I? And there'll be a few adverts in tomorrow as well. Hey, we've still got a sponsorship, people. We've still got a sponsorship, and it's coming in tomorrow's episode. So take care for the next 24 hours and I'll speak to you then. Uh, Take care, motherfuckers. Bye-bye.